a great God. Thank you, Lord. Well, right on the, uh, I guess, a great lesson to follow the Christmas season. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be school, like school teacher today. Uh, I, sometimes I bring that, it helps me focus. So uh, we'll get to that. If you can't see it, maybe you want to move over. It's, uh, it's, there's plenty of seats, so you can move if you need to. Uh, plenty on the front row here as well. Uh, but, you know, on the, um, now that we're, Christmas is done, but thinking about the Lord coming to this earth and uh, manifesting himself in the flesh, today we talk about the I am. And uh, so we're going to uh, be talking about uh, who this God is that we serve. Uh, when we call on the name of Jesus, we want to recognize uh, that we are calling on the one true God of the Scripture. And so, uh, and, and that's what the Lord wanted more and more to uh, reveal himself to his people. He revealed himself to Moses. Moses had heard about God, no doubt. He re recognized he was a Hebrew and he knew that the, the Hebrew nation only had one, one God that they served. But there's no recorded conversation between Moses and God until he had spent 40 years in the wilderness tending sheep. And then we know that at the burning bush, uh, God calls him and, to go and talk to Pharaoh, but uh, he reveals himself to Moses as the I Am. And Jesus revealed himself to the first century Jews as the I Am. But we need to make sure we understand that he is that one true God and we shall have no other gods before him. Praise God. So uh, let's just go ahead and pray for the lesson and we'll get into it today. Lord, we love and praise you. Thank you for your word. Thankful for who you are, God, and for the revelation of who you are. Today, God, let our minds be fed. Let our hearts be encouraged. Let us be strengthened in our faith today. God, we're going to praise you for it. We ask it in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. What a great God. What a great God. And you can be seated today. Thank you for being here. Our focus verse today is John 8, John chapter 8 and verse 58. Jesus was talking to the, the Jews that were standing around him. They had questioned him about different things and he had begun to tell them uh, that Abraham rejoiced to see his day. And they said, you're not even 50 years old. And do you know Abraham? Of course, they were mocking him because they knew there was no way in their minds, this man knew uh, Abraham, but Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. There's a, a narrative in a, in, that goes along with this today. I thought it was kind of fitting to read. Uh, sometimes it just seems like they don't, to me, they don't really fit. But today, it kind of uh, will help us, I think, get in the mindset of, uh, focusing on this one true God. It says, while driving through town in his shiny new red pickup truck and listening to the radio, Joe, not Josiah, Joe, heard an ad for the singing competition American Idol. 
Joe cringed at hearing the word idol. He believed no one should ever put a singer or anyone else on a pedestal. In no way, shape, or form should these people be worshipped as if they were a god. Joe prayed a silent prayer thanking the Lord that he had no idols in his life. As Joe continued on with his day, the Lord tried to teach him a lesson. Returning to his truck after running an errand, Joe noticed a big dent on the side of his prized possession. Someone had carelessly slammed a car door into his truck. Well, Maybe he could patch it up, get a dent repair kit, smooth out the dent, but the task might prevent him from making it to the evening service. All right, I hear this. We'll swap mics here. I'm, I see I'm like a bowl of rice crispy. Snap, crackle, pop. So he said, but this might stop him working on his truck, might stop him from making Wednesday evening service. He hated the miss, but the truck demanded his attention. Sadly, Joe would also miss service on Sunday. He'd bought a nice boat for bass fishing on the lake. He looked forward to showing off his new truck and his new boat down at the docks, and no doubt many of his friends and neighbors would be jealous. He was sure the Lord would bless him with a great haul of fish, just like he blessed Peter, Andrew, James, and John. Joe planned to bring home the fish, fry them up on his new grill. Even if he got back in time for Sunday evening service, he would probably just be too tired to make it to church. His recliner would be inviting, and like a fish on the line, he would not be able to resist its pull. As Joe heard the American Idol commercial play again, he smugly said out loud, Thank the Lord I have no idols in my life. Joe's story, he seemed strangely similar to the Jews in the first century. They thought they knew everything about Jehovah. They boldly proclaimed that they would not put anything in front of him. Yet, when Jesus appeared right before their eyes, they had no idea that he was the God who had also appeared to Moses in the burning bush. And blinded by their ignorance and anger, all they wanted to do was stone him for proclaiming that he was the I Am. And as apostolics, we rejoice in the revelation of the oneness of God. But we must be careful not to lose sight of the identity of Jesus by allowing possessions and other things to pull us away from God. And while we may know that calling on Jesus means calling on the one God of the Bible, we may not always act like it. When we neglect church, prayer time, Bible study for our modern-day idols, we are more like the first-century Jews who failed to realize the greatness of the one who was there in their midst. Don't want to have any other idols before the Lord. The, the Jews will recite and pray the Shema, Deuteronomy 6 and 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. He wants them to know who he is. And then in the fifth verse of that chapter, he says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. We need to know him, and then we need to love him. It's about him. We need to know who he is, and then we need to love him with everything that is in us. Nothing comes before him. Uh, it is, he wrote it himself in stone. We shall have no other gods before him because uh, gods were prevalent in that time every nation worshipped hey, you know what wasn't prevalent in, in those ancient days atheism 
You don't read about atheism. You read about uh, these uh, polytheistic uh, nations that had many gods. Even Israel uh, was growing up in the midst of Egypt where they worshipped uh, numerous gods. And even in the promised land, uh, they uh, were nations that worshipped other gods and sacrificed to other gods. And, and they would think that Israel was quite strange for uh, being monotheistic, just believing in one God. But it's because they knew what this one God could do. And they knew that uh, he was the I am. And they knew that he was their savior. And that uh, Israel, even though they would stray at times and, and get involved with gods of other nations, they would always know that if they needed deliverance, they had to come back and call on the name of Jehovah, on the name of that God. The I am means he is or he will be. When the Lord spoke to Moses from the burning bush, of course, Moses was trying to get out of going back to Egypt. He might have felt like there might be still a wanted poster up with my name on it because he had killed an Egyptian uh, and hid his body in the sand, and it had become knowledge uh, there that he had done so, and so he fled. So when God warned him to go back, even though it was 40 years later, Moses I'm not the man. I can't talk good. He would come up with excuse after excuse and after excuse. And then finally, um, he has a question for God. And he, he asked him in Exodus 3, 13 and 14. He said, when I come to the children of Israel, say unto them, the God of your fathers has sent me unto you. And they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say? What am I going to tell them when they ask your name? And the Lord replied, you tell them that I am that I am. And I am hath sent me unto you. The Hebrew language of that text uh, shows us the essential characteristics about the nature of God. Because I am can be translated he is or he will be. Which means God is not as one who is confined to space or time but he transcends it. He is the one who is and he is also the one who will be. And so the I am is uh, very, when he says that. He's letting you know, I'm everything you need now or that you ever will need. He is the pearl of great price. He, he is that uh, treasure hid in a field. He, he will take care of all of our need according to his riches and glory. Uh, to our mind, we can't understand how something can exist without something creating it because we look around and we see creation. and We know that God was behind that. But you can never go back far enough in time to find out when God came to be because he has always been. There is no place in time. He was before time. Time did not exist until God created the sun and the moon so that there would be day and night. There was no time until God created time. Now, a lot of cultures worship that sun and moon as deities, but we know that they're not deities because God created them. Genesis 1 tells us that God was the creator of all these things. He created the sun and he created the moon. They were not deities. Those are tradition, traditions that uh, cultures begin to uh, delve into and set up and, and then they begin to worship and sacrifice. But uh, biblical truth will always destroy tradition. It will, tradition has to bow down to biblical truth. There are things that we uh, know or believed maybe that were tradition. And then you have to understand that it was all it was. But when you read the scripture, the scripture will always tell the truth. 
just simple things. We talked about it during the Christmas season, like the manger scenes that we always see. There were no wise men at the manger. The wise men arrived at the house where Jesus was living with Mary and Joseph when he was about two years old. But tradition puts them right there. They blow mold plastic wise men, lit up. And, and as kids, we see that, so it becomes tradition, and so we believe it. But when you read the scripture, you'll see there were no, there were no wise men at the manger. They did not see him as a newborn baby, as an infant child. They saw him as a toddler, two-year-old. And so once we see that, well, tradition has to give way to biblical truth. And so we study the scripture so that we can live in truth. Jesus said, sanctifies by your truth, your word is truth. So we go to the, the truth of the word of God. And so uh, because God has always existed and easily sees the past, present, and future, that means he's everything that we need. He has everything that we need. When the I Am spoke to Moses, he saw the Israelites in slavery. Uh, he heard the cries of past and present generations of slaves, and he also saw a future where this hesitant shepherd would accept the mantle of leadership and then deliver his people. The omniscient, omnipresent, all-powerful I am knows the things we need before we ask. Jesus even said so. Before we even breathe the first word of prayer, the Lord has seen our condition and he has already prepared the answer. And since he heard and answered the cries of the Israelites, Jesus taught us also to pray and not cease. And, uh, we, we have to believe that God will answer his children, answer his people, and deliver us when we need him. And so that I am of the Old Testament is the I am of the New Testament, manifest in the flesh. Jesus identified himself as the I am. In the first century, much of uh, many people wondered who Jesus was. Jesus asked the question to his disciples, who do men say that I am? Well, say some, you're a prophet, uh, you're John the Baptist, or you're this, or you're that. Well, who do you say that I am? He said, well, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Well, that's uh, a declaration of who he is, the Christ. God was in Christ. There is no Christ without God. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. He, that's who he was, and God was manifest in the flesh. So uh, there were a lot of people who uh, did not know or understand who Jesus was, even though they could see the things he was doing. But in John chapter 8, uh, Jesus makes a very bold statement about himself at the end of, of that chapter, but he sets this statement up by providing clues all the way through the chapter. Uh, in verse 12, he said, I am the light of the world. Well, many people probably thought he was just using a common subject and verb. It's just speaking. But then he says, I am from above. I am not of this world. So then maybe that would probably concern them a little further. But then finally, he says, before Abraham was, I am. And right there, the Jews knew, well, he's crossed the line. Because uh, why did it bother them so much? Why did they want to stone him? Why, why were they so upset? Because they told him, you as a man are making yourself out to be God. And uh, they understood what he was saying. And they realized he's saying that he is the same I am that spoke to Moses out of the burning bush. And that he even predates Father Abraham. He's claiming to be God standing before us in the flesh. 
Jesus was no longer hinting at who he was. He was just proclaiming who he was. And while some did not believe him, many did. Many people did believe on him uh, because they had been long awaiting the Messiah to reveal himself. And now he had proven himself through signs, wonders, miracles, just like at the burning bush. But the essential truth came not from the miraculous feats he had done, but from this revelatory explanation. And the people knew and understood that Jesus was now identifying himself as the great I am, the one true God. The woman at the well, at the well, not the whale, the well, uh, maybe she's seen a whale, I don't know. But um, the woman at the well, she also said, we know that Messiah is coming. And the Lord just simply said, I am he. And so she ran and said, is this not the Christ? It's got to be the Christ. He's told me everything I've ever done. And so they realized that even through his words, because the truth is the truth. And when you hear the truth, uh, it, it does it, whether you believe it or not, it never changes it. You know, you, I told somebody just this morning, I said, the scripture tells me I can't do anything against the truth but for it. Uh, because it doesn't matter uh, what somebody says. I, you know, I'm holding a Bible, and somebody says, that's not a Bible, that's, that's a rock. Well, it's not. No matter how many times you say it, I know what it is. I've got it in my hand, it's, and it's, the truth is this. Call it what you want to, but the truth is it is what it is. And the truth is, is God's Word says what it means, and it means what it says, and the truth of God is revealed uh, here a little, there a little, line upon line, precept upon precept. That Word is there, and it's established. Every little bit through the scripture, from the beginning of the book to the end, the Lord reveals himself over and over and over again. And we realize that uh, uh, he's what we need. Now, the religious leaders knew what he was doing. They knew who he claimed to be. They knew that he was claiming to be God. And just think, they have a decision to make. They can either say, wow, I have waited so long to meet you. Can we sit down and talk? But instead, they decided to kill him. Instead of accepting him and believing him or even taking a chance to question him, they just decided we don't believe you because we know you and we know where you lived and we know your parents and we know all these things and, and there's no way that our king uh, comes out of Nazareth looking like you So uh, and now you're saying you're the I am so we'll just stone you because you're, bla you're blaspheming our God and so we'll just kill you and they maybe could even excuse some of the things he said he, he, he said they were children of the devil you know he might, they might could let that slide but, but when he said I'm the I am, they couldn't handle the truth, and so they wanted to stone him. And Jesus was everything that the Jews needed, just like he's everything that we need. In Luke 19, he, he wept over the city. It says he wept over the city. Uh, he came near and, and wept over it, and then uh, he said, If you had known, even thou, and at least in this thy day, the things which belong to your peace, but now they are hid from your eyes. For the day shall come upon thee that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee, compass thee round about, and keep thee in on every side. And, that, and they shall lay you even with the ground, your children within thee, and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another because that you, you did not know the time of your visitation. You didn't realize what you had. Let me tell you, you can't just keep. And that's the danger of today for people to just keep rejecting the Lord because 
even though they rejected him, he was there. And he said, and, and what's the problem is that you're going to have this trouble because you didn't recognize the time of your visitation. And so the pe- people today will stand before God. They will, they will not have an excuse. And, he's, and the Lord's going to say, you heard my gospel preached. You sat in services where my spirit moved and you did nothing. I want to make sure that I'm acknowledging this I am. This one true God of the scripture. And so we need to recognize him uh, as the fulfillment of prophecy. And realize he's all we need. Because in this world it is filled with uh, people have questions. What do I do with my life? How do I get better? How do, and there are all kind of answers and solutions that the world offers. And we have to be careful that we don't end up like the first century Jews trying to circumvent who he really is to find a better way or a different answer. We cannot look for deliverance uh, for our souls in relationships and drugs and alcohol and addictions and other sins while we ignore the I am. When he says I am, it means I am the answer. I am what you need. We must not choose our own pride and stubbornness over Jesus. We must not think that Jesus has crossed a line and so we're going to crucify him again. We must realize that Jesus is truly everything that we need. Now, there is only one I am. There was no we are. It was I am. He said I am. God has always been singular, one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. And so while the ancient world may have had many gods uh, in people's homes and temples and shrines, there was only one I am. And even many Israelites failed to realize this uh, revelation and turn to idolatry. They worshiped false gods. But these fake gods had no power to deliver because they did not exist. They don't exist. Maybe they're asleep. Maybe they took a trip to a far land. Remember the prophet telling them? The prophets of Baal that while they're cutting themselves and jumping up and down, screaming and hollering. Cry a little louder. Maybe he's just asleep. But they was getting no answer because there was nobody to answer. But he said, let the God that answers by fire, let him be God. And, And guess who answered by fire? The I am. And so many people uh, today in this world feel they, they feel they have a strong understanding of the I am. They believe they do not own a single idol. Yet, uh, if we were to take inventory, sometimes we might discover that possessions and worldly desires represent idols and stumbling blocks in our lives. There are things that we don't realize that we put before him. But there is only one I am. And the I am will not share his praise with others. The Lord said in Isaiah, I will not give my glory to another. The I am does not want to be put on a shelf and ignored like some common idol for us to pick up when we need him. He is our God. And so this God, this hero Israel, this one Lord, uh, Jehovah, he manifested himself in the flesh as Jesus Christ. And we can own, the Lord said, I'm looking for people to worship me in spirit and in truth. But you can only do that when you know his identity. Many people believe today, again, tradition, tradition of men's. It was incorporated and created by men. Many people believe in the doctrine of the Trinity. 
It's just simply not there. They separate the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost uh, as there's one God in three separate persons. But the Bible says that all the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in him bodily. That God manifests himself in the flesh. Jesus Christ was, is Jehovah himself manifest in the flesh. John 1 and 1, he wrote and gave us revelation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. But then in verse 14, he lets us know the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So remember this one God in the Old Testament said, I will never give my glory to another. God was manifest in the flesh. And so Paul wrote it like this to Timothy, 1 Timothy 3.16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. That verse describes everything that Jesus did. Yet it says, and God was manifest in the flesh. And so God was the subject. So we know now that Jesus is Jehovah in the flesh. And that's what that means. And so... uh, I brought this little board up to kind of give us some an idea of what's next. So you'll get this. The name Jesus means Jehovah Savior. Now, when you look in the Old Testament and you see the word Lord, it's always all caps. That If you look it up in your concordance, you'll see that Lord means Jehovah. So... Deuteronomy 6 and 4, let's read it like it would interpret it. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, or Jehovah, our God, is one Jehovah. Jesus means Jehovah Savior. Isaiah 43 and 11, the Lord said this, I, even I, am Jehovah, and beside me there is no Savior. So, if there is no other Savior besides Jehovah, and Jesus means Jehovah Savior, Two plus two does equal four. He's letting us know that there will never be but one Lord. There will never be but one Savior. When Jesus was born, it did not change the rules. It was simply a revelation of the rules. So in in Isaiah 45 and 21, let me get my, my scripture out here because I like to read what the Lord said. In Isaiah 45... In 21, he said, Tell ye and bring them near, yea, let them take counsel together. Who had declared this from ancient time? Who hath told it from that time? Have not I the Lord, or have not I Jehovah? There is no God else beside me, a just God and Savior. There is none beside me. Now, you ask anybody today who's your Savior, they're going to say, Jesus is my Savior. That's fine because Jesus means Jehovah's Savior. Not trying to cross anybody up. He went back in 45 and verse 5, and he said, I am Jehovah, and there is none else. There is no God beside me, so there's not another one. I am Jehovah, and there is none else. There's nobody else. There's no other Jehovah. There's no other Savior. There's no other God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, Jehovah, our God, is one Lord, or Jehovah. It's just one. And so over and over. Read it again. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. 45 and 21 says there is no Savior beside me. 
I am the Lord and there's none else. There's no God beside me. So if there's no other God, there's no other Lord. If there's no other Lord, there's no other Savior. I am the Lord, Jehovah. There is none else. And so Peter, let's make this thing work now. Watch me flip it off the stand. There we go. Like clockwork. So New Testament. Let's see what. There we go. So Peter says this. 2 Peter 3 and 18. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Jehovah's Savior. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Because he, he is the God uh, that is and he is the God that will be. So now and forever, glory. The Lord said, I'll never give my glory to another Jesus gets all the glory. So grow in grace and in the knowledge. We need to know who our Lord is so we can worship him in spirit and truth. And our Savior, because there's only one, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. That's scripture. There ain't but one. Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which means Jehovah's Savior. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. That's why we can say, neither is there salvation, Acts 4 and 12, in any other. For there's no other name. Under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Because the name means Jehovah Savior. There's no salvation. If he's the only Savior, he's the only one bringing salvation. And so we preach. That's why we baptize people in the name of Jesus Christ. When you say, I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Ghost, you have not declared the name. That name Jehovah is not in there anywhere. You've, the title, you've, you've mentioned the titles of Jehovah, this one Jehovah. But uh, to get the salvation, you got to get the name. That's why the angel told Mary, said, you're going to call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. He will be a savior from sin. That's why John, that's why John would say the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world. So there's not salvation in any other than the name of Jesus Christ, Jehovah's Savior. And uh, so uh, given among men whereby we must be saved. Isaiah 45 and 22 to jump back. Into Old Testament to back up Acts 4 and 12, the Lord said, Jehovah said, Look unto me and be ye saved, all ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jehovah saves, Jehovah Savior. Uh, repent and be baptized, every one of you, all ends of the earth, for I am God, there is none else. There's not going to be anybody else. And so the I am of the burning bush is the I am of the New Testament. Uh, he, it's the same I am. There's no, like I said, there's no we were or we are or we're going to be. It's I am always. I'm, I am now. I am forever. I am eternity. He's the eternal God, the everlasting Father. So, so now uh, when he comes onto the scene, we have John the Baptist, a man coming out to uh, prepare the way of the Lord. But that didn't just show up in Matthew. Isaiah 40 and 3 was the prophecy about John the Baptist. And it said, He would read the voice of him that cries in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. The way of Jehovah. John was going to be declaring the way of Jehovah. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. But when you read Matthew 3, verses 1 through 3, it says, In those days came John the Baptist. 
preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight paths for his feet, or make, make his path straight. Now, who was John talking about? Anybody can, you, you know, don't be scared. Anybody can, who was, who was John the Baptist preparing the way for? Well, Old Testament prophecy said he was preparing the way of Jehovah. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, or Jehovah, our God is one Jehovah. There's only one. And so he's going to be preparing the way for this one Jehovah. And so then when uh, he comes, when John the Baptist begins his preaching, and they say, this is prophecy fulfilled. This is the one who is preparing the way of Jehovah. And so John said, well, there's one coming after me. I'm not worthy to uh, even tie his shoelaces. You know, I'm not even worthy to get down at his feet. And, but he saw him one day come down the road, and he said, there's the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He was talking about Jesus. He was preparing the way of Jehovah. Jesus Christ is Jehovah manifest in the flesh because there's only one. And so he can't have all power in heaven and earth if he's somebody else, if he's anybody other than God, because there is no other God beside him. There's no, there's no Savior next to him or beside him. Look unto me, unto Jehovah, and be saved all ends of the earth. Well, how can Jesus save me if he's separate from that? He's not a separate person. There's not three persons. There's not one God in three persons. It was three manifestations of the Lord. The Father in creation, the Son in redemption, and, and the, the Holy Ghost in the, the regeneration. And so, do you see what, it, does it make sense like that when it's laid out? When you understand that there's only one Jehovah, his name is Jehovah Savior. And John, well, who was John talking about? You know, if there was no prophecy to back him up, we could say, well, he might have got it wrong. But there was prophecy to back him up. To say who he was. And if you wanted to go and look. I know I'm getting close to time. But uh, if you wanted to go back and look. You could see in Isaiah. Where he said. Uh, in the day that your God will come and save you. Blinded eyes will be opened. Well in John. Jesus opened blinded eyes. And the blind man said to the Pharisees. He said. Has it ever been told. That anybody ever opened blinded eyes. Well No. It hadn't been. There had been all kinds of miracles through the Old Testament and even some into the New Testament. But nobody ever opened blinded eyes but Jesus because he was Jehovah. And that, that miracle was reserved for Jehovah alone. And so when blinded eyes, should, you'd think these great scholars, no matter what they saw before them, that the light would have went on. Hey, 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 hey. Scripture says that only God will be opening blinded eyes. But instead they said, he just, he cast out devils by the prince of devils. He, he does miracles by the devil and just couldn't believe it because he didn't fit their mold. But he was Jehovah. The Bible says he came into his own. God had a people and he came to them. He came. He didn't send somebody else to him. He came to his own. That's why it said Jesus would save his people. The angel said the prophecy would be fulfilled, that there would be a virgin that would 
would have a child and would call him Emmanuel, which is interpreted God with us. Hear, O Israel, Jehovah our God is one Jehovah. The Lord our God is one Lord. And so when uh, you call him Emmanuel, you're just talking about the one. Because, like I said, there's no scripture, there's no basis for the Trinity doctrine. It's just not in there. But, but one is in there over and over and over. He says, I, I created and did these things alone and by myself. There is no other God beside me. You know, it's, it's always me alone, me by myself. I did this. You know, so the I am is who we need to know. And we need to know that he is what we need today. He's what we need tomorrow. He's what we need forever. The I am is who we have to have in our lives. And I think I may just be about done with this. But this, when you get this understanding, you realize that uh, Jesus can save us from any, when you just let your heart be humble and just receive what the scripture, let the word be the truth and let it do away with all the tradition. Let it get rid of all these uh, man-made doctrines and just read what the Bible says. You can come to no other conclusion except there's one God. The I am of the Old Testament is the I am of the New Testament. Jesus said it himself, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. There's no, don't, don't look around the room, don't look up or down, just look right here. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and my Father are one, not like one, not as one, we are one. So Jesus, uh, he bridged the gap. It, it was the connection. He was the, uh, he filled the gap uh, between us and our God. God manifest in the flesh came to us. And so when we call on Jesus, we are calling on the one God of the Bible. When we pray, we pray in the name of Jesus because Jesus is that name of the Father. When we pray in the name of Jesus, we are invoking the power of the Lord of the universe. And even though we are just flesh and vapor and we're just little finite humans, the name of Jesus connects us to the infinite power that comes from the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, all power in heaven and earth given to me. While we rejoice when the name of Jesus brings miracles, signs, and wonders, don't ever forget about the power of the revelation of the one God we serve. He is the great I am. He is Jehovah's Savior, and we call him Jesus. Aren't you thankful that you know who he is today? I'm glad I know him today, the I am. I've always thought that was, to me, I don't know. I, I always thought it was, was fairly simple. If you just read the scripture, that you realize there's a God, and then you read about him showing up. You read about, for unto us a child is born, a son is given. He'll be wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father. And, and that, that's who that child is. He's the everlasting father. That child grew up and said, I and my father are one. You can't separate us. I always thought it was easy to understand that it was prophecy that someone was coming to prepare the way of Jehovah. And there's only one according to Scripture. Just one. 
And then John the Baptist shows up, and he's the one crying in the wilderness, prepare you the way of the Lord. And here comes Jesus, which means Jehovah Savior. So Isaiah was talking about Jehovah, and so was John. Just one. Just one. Let's stand together this morning, and as we get ready to close, why don't we just lift our hands and worship this one true God. Now, if you had any questions, maybe you don't now. And you realize, hey, there's only one. And I'm going to call on his name. There's only one, and I'm going to cry out to him. Look unto me and be you saved, for I am God and there's none else. Oh, what you call his name, Jesus. Hallelujah. him today and sometimes people will say well I remember Brother Everhart telling me one time he had a guy he was talking to about that and the guy kept trying to get around it but he, he just couldn't explain scriptures about oneness and he said well don't do us any good to major in minors friend I tell you knowing who God is ain't a minor <laughs> that's a major we need to know him and we need to do, as Peter said, grow in grace and knowledge. Learn about him. Learn who he is. And friend, you study, you'll find there ain't but one. And his name is Jesus. Praise God. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. The one Lord. The mighty God. Thank the Lord. Thank you for being in Sunday school this morning. Let's find a place to pray before the next service. God bless you.